0: Marvel DC, Marvel DC, Marvel DC, DC, Marvel, DC. DC, DC, DC Marvel, 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 Image.
1: We create our own realities and words. That's disgusted. Hello. That's disgusted. Hello. Hey, everybody. So welcome to the Geek Chat. Welcome to Geek Chat. Welcome to the Geek Chat. So the, so the, the Geek Chat.
0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to another edition of The Geek Chat. I'm your host, Rich, and with me is my co-host... Desmond. Hey. So thank you for joining us on our second episode of the brand new fourth season. We've got a huge season for you full of great stuff. Uh, Today, we did an interview with Jace Peoples. He's one of our local guys who lives in L.A. and comes here to be with his... um, fiance he just launched a brand new book kids book actually uh and we interviewed him talked to him about a bunch of stuff it's part of our new one shot series that we will be bringing you um and we recorded uh what you talking about facebook that'll be posted coming up as well we're just really excited to bring you as much geeky goodness as we can it's it's what we do it's what we want to do yes we hope you love it
1: Yes, we really do, because we do this for you. Uh, remember, you can always come and chat with us on the Geek Chat Facebook group. Yep. So please come in. Let us know what you think about the what we're doing, the comics we talk about, uh, comics you like, and comics that we should be reading. Okay? So um, come and talk to
0: us. Huh? Oh, we can't say that. We can't sing songs. Come and nope, can't do it. Uh, old Jodeci. I really so wanna. we had a... Qu- A full week full of comics this week, and um, it's, it's a lot of Marvel, but we're bringing you two new number ones, well, three new number ones, actually, one from Marvel, one from a new publishing company called Aftershock, and a writer that Desmond and I both love, and a brand new one from Boom, which we both had different reactions to. Actually, no, I'm sorry. We're bringing you four number ones, because the first book we're going to get talking about is brand new Spider-Man, number one, The Return of Miles Morales. Well, not actually The Return. I guess it's The Return to His Own Book. The Return to His Own Book in the new, don't call it the six one six six one six. So, I will get the credits out of the way before we dive in, because it is an extra-sized book, really. They give you a lot here. And it was worth every
1: penny of it. It was a really good book.
0: I loved it. So we got Spider-Man, number one, by Brian Michael Bendis. The artist is Sarah Pacelli. The inking assist was Giatono Carlucci. The color is Justin Panzer. And VC's Corey Pettit did the lettering. Um, Wow. We last saw Miles Morales in Secret Wars when he was with Peter... Talking to the Molecule Man.
1: No, we saw him since then, remember? He's a part of
0: the Avengers. Uh, oh, yeah, that's Avengers. right. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> He's a part of the Avengers. He is, but last we saw him, his mama was dead. And uh, Now she's alive. And now she's alive, thanks to a hamburger.
1: <laughs> yes, if you, I know that Frank knows what we're talking about. I mean, if you read Secret Wars, then you know what we're talking about, too. So you loved it, you said. I did. I thought the artwork was great. I'm glad that the team is back together. Oh, Sarah Pacelli loves she, this art. It was really good. Um, did you notice something though? What? She's drawing him to look a little bit older. Yeah, well, now, he she. Looks, he should be. He looks older, and yeah. I was like, I like this more maturity
0: that they're uh,
1: that that they're patru- having him portray. Though he he stills having a ton of girl problems
0: he's just having problems school everything problems
1: yeah he's not adjusting um that well and i feel really like please don't be that kid you know please please don't do that and and genki talking to him about dating bombshell what the hell it was just it's just a very weird conversation
0: so we know bombshell is brought back yeah bombshell and her mother were both brought back mm-hmm. into the new don't call it the 616-616 yep um, along with his dad who still knows his secret. Yes. Mom doesn't know the secret. Correct. Which is gonna cause some nice little drama. hmm And um what did you think of the redesign for Blackheart?
1: I did not who that I did not know who that was until I'm glad that he said, I am Blackheart. I was so happy to see him. I I have always He has loved... a mouth kind of now. He never yeah. had a mouth before. Yeah, he never he just he was just like that Optimus Prime kind of thing he had. Yeah around his face but he but his his mouth you notice his mouth kind of looks like how they're designing um uh parasite with the hole in the teeth all around it
0: yeah Yeah.
1: so he looks like a parasite or a sucker bug or whatever but sucker bug but i think it's great that he is um back son of mephisto i have no idea what's going on why is he there i'm really intrigued
0: so we talked about uh Not with you guys, but we talked about Um, origin movies and how the movies coming out should just start right off and screw the backstory. They did that exactly with this comic book. If you don't know who he is, go to Wiki. Like that almost is what I feel Marvel was saying. We're going to get right away, we're going to start this story. We start at the end of the battle and then retell the story to the to the end again with Spider-Man.
1: I mean, that's something that that Bendis has done before, so which is good. Uh, the whole, you know, kind of a circular time mm-hmm. that they write. I mean, it's a it's a common writing style that com- comic book writers use. Yeah, but
0: I'm glad they didn't retell his origin in number one.
1: And there wasn't even there wasn't even a um uh a
0: recap page really wasn't yeah
1: like, I mean, there was but it really didn't with, talk it, and, about yeah, it much. was really
0: easy. High schooler Miles Morales was bitten by a stolen. Genetically altered spider that grants him incredible arachnid-like powers. And then this is a secret he shared with his best friend, Genki and his father. That's it. That's all you need to know.
1: Yeah, that really was very condensed, which is very surprising from Bendis.
0: (laughs) So it had some action. has a little schoolroom drama. It's got a little parental drama. And then it's got him fighting with the Avengers. Um, Blackheart. And I really liked this book until the last page. What did you hold on? What did you think about Blackheart's uh, redesign? So at first, I was like, "What the hell?" But I read an interview, and he basically said to Sarah Pacelli, "Draw me something scary. we're gonna we're gonna redo Blackheart." And I think an updated version is necessary. I after all those years, I think this looks more frightening than just a big guy with these weird tentacle head hair things and no real face this gives him a form and a function to fight like he's a warrior now going up against these guys now is he going to become too powerful who knows but he was taken down by his um widow bite venom blast his venom blast yeah
1: which I love, like I've, that's one thing about this character that I've always loved is his use of that venom blast power. I love that he can be offensive. I love that he can be defensive with his uh, chameleon powers too. Which he didn't
0: use in this book. Didn't use in this he book. He didn't use it.
1: You know, and I like that about him. He actually was trying to do something different.
0: And I loved that he had Captain America's shield. Yep, and he was like, "Do I dare?" And I was
1: like, "Yes, you dare. Do it, kid." Great. Great. Yes, I. This was a very strong number one. It started off, it's intriguing. Um, but why didn't you like the last page? Tell me, Rich. I want to know. Inquiring minds want to know why Rich Botel did not like the last I page.
0: just, Desmond Miller, I just didn't. I feel like he's here. I could have swore that um, him and Peter have talked since they've come back. For me, just reading it, I'm sorry, Peter. You've been on that end. You know as well as everyone else how things look. I just, I don't, I, I personally didn't like it. Now we'll see in number two if where the story goes. But I just wish they had ended it there.
1: Well, do you think it? He's maybe it's a mentor mentee kind of thing, and he's
0: just disappointed. What did you do, really? Do you really think he just did all that? Like for me, that was it. I was like, really? So I I loved it until that last page.
1: I don't know. I, I want to still see what's a
0: good happen. solid, good solid number one.
1: I agree. I I'm very happy with it. It's the, it's just good. I'm glad that they're bringing back this character. It was a long wait.
0: One of the things that Bendis said in that interview was the world's gonna see that he's not white, because in this battle his suit gets cut up, showing his skin. That I can't wait to read. Yeah, that's to gonna be how something gonna react. And how they're gonna
1: react to you know, the Spider-Man is black, you know, um, but it's been good. I really suggest picking it up. I think that you guys would really, really enjoy it. The next book we're going to talk about is, um, the second book of A-Force, A-Force number two, which came out of a Secret Wars battle book, uh, battle world, um, book A Force, and it did really well. Uh, the original premise was an all-female team of Avengers, and they're trying to um make that happen in the normal six-one-six. And what's happening is one of the main characters is a uh, is a character named Singularity. She looks like. I don't know, Eternity's daughter or something. And she remembers all the things that happened in, uh, on, in secret wars. And then she remembers Arcadia and she remembers um, them all being a team together and being friends. But on this new world and this new reality, they are not friends. Nico doesn't remember her. Medusa doesn't remember her. She-Hulk, none of them remember her. Um, But, She's trying to find these people to help her because this monster by the name of Antimatter, they could have got a better name for him, but but whatever, his name is Antimatter, is chasing her for some reason because I guess he's a polar opposite or something. I don't know. But they they're basically rallying around her in order to protect her. And because they're superheroes they have to protect her. And they're just kind of following her around as she gets the team together. Um, and in this episode, or this episode, this issue, we see that she's already met uh, Captain Marvel, who was a member of the original A-Force, and then uh, She-Hulk and Medusa. And now they kind of go and get Nico from the runaways as in um, Secret Wars Nico and her were really close friends so in her mind Nico's going to remember her and they're going to be close but that is exactly the opposite about what happens so um they crash a party everyone you know the, the guy shows up they have to fight um, nico uses her powers and if you've ever noticed nico using her powers is uh she's a spellcaster. then she says her incantation, says one word and it happens like she'll say heal and she can heal or she'll say unmake or or flee or something but the problem is she can only use it once so a way they got around that is she's actually speaking her spells in different languages and i thought that, that was, was a amazing. good idea yeah i thought that was a really good idea um and then captain marvel shows up again because uh she's coming from space and captain marvel uh, and alpha flight has to uh protect the earth so it's really interesting seeing where everyone is from uh, and coming back. I mean Captain Marvel is everywhere in this book.
0: She's gonna be books. everywhere all the time.
1: She's everywhere in all the books. you notice that?
0: Like they're, they're really putting her. They everywhere. need to. they're gonna have a movie. they need to let people know this is Captain Marvel.
1: Exactly. So so the writer of all of this, uh, the writers, sorry, and the writers that were uh, on the original and the actually, this is the creative team from the first battle book. Uh, the writer is Kelly Thompson Love. with G Willow Wilson. The artist is uh, Jorge Molina, and the color artist is Laura Martin, and the letter is VCS Corey Pittet. And at the end, we see Dazzler come back, and I love when she touches Dazzler, and she's all like, 'Cause in in the Arcadia Dazzler, she was the Disco Dazzler, and she yep. was all happy and full of life. So when she meets this Dazzler at a roller rink, and she's a um and she's a a, a um. A roller skating, I can never n- remember the name. A derby girl. Yeah, so so she's like a roller derby queen. And um it's funny, she's she like appear, a singularity appears in front of her and, and she punches, dabbers, her. punches her out. <laughs> she's all like, you know, she she reaches up and touches Allison's face. She's like, so angry. Allison, what happened to you? And I'm just like, exactly. Come on,
0: girl. You know, you know I'm glad cool? that someone talked to her. Kelly Thompson is writing Jem. Yep. And Dazzler. Awesome. Isn't that cool? Like he's everywhere. I love and it. She's gonna be the full time writer on this book, starting with I think issue four.
1: Oh, so G. Willow Wilson's leaving the book? Yeah.
0: Aw. Yeah. So what did you think of the book, Rich? Um, I wish they hadn't started the book out this way. I know what they're trying to really? do. I do.
1: I enjoyed that.
0: Um I, th- I thought it was something different. It is. It is. I think as we read the next one, her her remembering everything is is something but no one else, we know that that's what's going on. I just, I I wouldn't mind the story. I am not a big fan of this, the villain. Like, I don't know, we'll see where it goes. Yeah, the villain is fairly generic because we don't know what his motivation
1: is, save that she hurts him, and I guess her being in existence hurts him, and so he's trying to kill her. Like, I get that, I really do,
0: you know. Now, the... But the interaction between all these characters, I loved. I thought it was fun because they're not all friends. In A-Force, the, the Battleworld A- A-Force, they were like, oh, let's sit around with our traveling panties and, you know, eat pie. They this, were traveling
1: pants, by the way, not panties. Yeah, but they're, nah,
0: <laughs> I think they all sat around in their panties eating pie. They did not. They did. I don't agree. At Medusa's house. At Medusa's inner <laughs> castle. Inner castle. No, I liked it. Um. I just, I can't wait for this little arc to be over and we get on to the next one.
1: I don't, I liked it. I thought it was really good. You're allowed to like it. I liked how, I liked Nico's powers. Yes,
0: I'm glad they're all together. I just, I'm not a fan of this. The chase? The anti-matter thing, whatever. So just the villain is what's killing it for you. Yeah. Really? Why?
1: Generic as hell. (sighs) Okay, but there has to be a catalyst to get them together. I
0: understand that. I've been reading comics. I know. I'm I'm allowed not to like it. I I guess you're right, okay well, I liked it so I didn't hate it no, I don't want people to think I hated it I'm glad all these characters are in one. I love the fact we are seeing Nico again like all those other runaways those poor things got put in the toy box and probably never be seen again or murdered or something well weren't
1: they weren't some of them killed on in uh, Avengers yeah, yeah like, I'm ignoring that
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> 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 he's just like nope I'm done. Not going to talk about it. Done. So you want to talk about Old Man Logan number Go one? Go ahead. Oh, no. Next up is Iron Man. Okay. Iron Man 6. Again, written by Brian Michael Bendis. Brian Michael Bendis. Marvel's you, golden boy. You liked this, huh?
1: I thought it was fine. I mean, I really think that they're they're drawing out the Madame Mask thing Whoa. a bit.
0: but Yeah, we're on 6 and it's uh, still going. I like seeing Rhodey. Well... You better enjoy it while you can. And I'm, and I'm liking Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom. The um. Doctor Doom? Are you the Doctor Doom? Where's the mask? Uh, okay. So, Brian Michael Bennis was the writer. Mike Diodato was the artist. Frank Martin is the color artist. VCs Clayton Cowles was the letterer and production. So, um, yeah. Iron Man's teaming up with a reformed Doctor Doom to neutralize Madame Mask and hand her over to S.H.I.E.L.D. And then he goes on another date, sleeps with some woman, and then Rhodey goes to Japan, talks to Yukio, who's in a wheelchair, and uh, then he goes flying and is misogynistic and thinks the women are helpless, and they're the ones turning out to be the badasses. That's the story.
1: (laughs) There's a little bit more to that. (laughs) I I like the interaction
0: between um victor and tony because tony's a douche and victor's like well i just want to be your friend see
1: i don't know like part of me is like is there an end game with dr doom going on or or what's happening because he's being really like
0: I want to be your friend. Yeah, he's like,
1: let's be bros. And, and Tony's like, no, F. I fly solo. Fuck you. And I'm like, why are you being so mean, Tony? Seriously. I'm like, why are no, you being I know. so mean? Like, I he had it. the Iron
0: Man armor outside the window. So actually, Iron Man, if, if this is what you're thinking and you fire at him, you're basically going to shoot glass all over this girl who's just sitting there. Like, is that really well thought out? No.
1: I don't know. It's just he's just being really reckless. And I just like how how confident Victor Von Doom is I really like Bendis's take on Victor Von Doom because they're literally and I like the I like the duality they're doing with it I mean you have the industrialists of Tony Stark really high tech really um, math science you know stem type of stuff and then you have Dr. Doom is really being presented as a mystic which is very oh, yeah, different. He, they mentioned that too. Now he's very different than than the tech based Doctor Doom that we're used to, and he even says like we've already fought. You know that I can counter what you throw at me. So why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. You know, and I really like that Victor Von Doom keeps asking him, and Tony just is like refuses to trust him, refuses to trust him. So part Would of you me trust ho- him. Uh, given my nature as a person, probably. You know, and and even when he says. You know, even Tony says, even if you save the world and, you know, do all this stuff, no one's going to like you. I mean, that's some harsh shit right there.
0: Yeah. The writing is actually quite funny. If I called you on your phone, would you pick it up? No. That's why I do it this way. Yeah, because he kind of
1: bum rushed, uh, just kind of showed up where he was, which is funny because now Dr. Doom can kind of track Tony Stark. That's the thing that I'd be kind of more worried about. Mm-hmm. It's like you can track me. What are you doing? I don't know. I just, I just like how dr doom is being portrayed um i i do think the storyline of the with the the tech ninjas and roadie coming in i think that is a bit Scaring the cleaning lady scaring the cleaning lady i i i don't know just they're setting up civil war ii i mean yeah they are they are i don't think that roadie's gonna die though i think he's going to get injured but i do not think they're going to kill him i do not think they're going to do another black goliath I really don't.
0: Yeah. Um, so the art Mike Diodato, he's been around for, for decades. Yeah. You know, he drew Wonder Woman in that weird high panty cut <laughs> biker jacket yes, he look. Does. Um <laughs> the art in this was very stiff, like heavily photo referenced, very looking at it, you can just see that the pages look good, but it it just was very the, Static. It was just, yeah. yeah. So, I I liked it. I, I'm I'm more curious as to these seeds because Marvel's really pushing the seeds of Civil War Two in the Iron Man book. So I'll keep reading it, and I enjoyed seeing Yukio. I'm glad that they're, yeah. you know, they're taking her out of the X world and and putting her in this. Yeah, I
1: was. Yeah, I was just like, "Wow, Yukio's here! What?" Hmm? And I expected to see like Storm running or something, but <laughs> or Wolverine. It was I was he not. He did. I was not. I was. I was. I was shocked to see her, you know, and her and have her be a contact. Like, thank you, Bendis, for bringing an old school character. Yeah, back. that was yeah. fun. Thank you for that.
0: You know what? Thank you, Marvel, for acknowledging the fact you have a rich past history of seventy plus years. That's all. So, the
1: next one we're going to uh, review and talk about is Old Man Logan number 1. I know this came out, I think, oh, like a week or two ago, but we really felt that we should talk about it because this is our new Wolverine. Exactly. Well, no.
0: Our new Wolverine is Laura Kinney. I,
1: I know. Our new Wolverine is Laura Kinney, and this is like the Wolverine we're going to get now. Like, yes. That's great. And thank you for correcting me. But this is this Old is Man the Logan. the Logan that's here now. Correct. Uh, title of this one is Old Man Logan number 1, written by Jeff Lumiere. Artist is Andrea Serentino. Lemire. 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 Lemire, yeah. Yeah. Bleh. Color artist is uh, Marcelo Mialo. And the letter is VCs Corey Pittet. Getting that work, Corey. He is. Get your money. So what did you think about Old Man Logan number one?
0: Not the direction I was expecting. Nope. But I was okay with it. I. I... I don't know how they're going to do this with him trying to kill Banner and all this because he should know this is a different world and that in this world. But he doesn't. Well, no, I know. But I mean,
1: he doesn't know. He thinks that he's been transferred back in time. Right. So he doesn't remember what happened in Battle
0: World. Because well, this sets up where Gene hasn't met him yet. Correct. This happens before it. Yeah. So it- What's probably
1: gonna happen is something's gonna happen in this arc. He's gonna go up against somebody, and then he's going to get um, stopped or something's gonna happen. But yeah, he—I mean, literally, he—all he remembers is he, he sees this as, a, as an opportunity to stop the past. What's gonna happen? Yeah, stop the future that's gonna happen. So he's going to assassinate the people that caused it to happen, which is Banner, I na-
0: Red Skull, and Mysterio. I love how he showed up naked.
1: Yeah, I showed up naked. He people recognize him. They're like, "Is that who I think it is?" He's like, no, it's too old. And
0: I'm like, "What?" So I don't know. It's just I liked that they gave us backstory in that world. Like, I liked that. So they're taking the old man Logan's story that happened, and they're adding to it by we get some flashbacks with his son, and what happens when you take his son's hat and
1: yeah, I wasn't expecting (laughs) uh, two things. I wasn't expecting to be a revenge flick and I wasn't expecting to get the flashbacks. Like I really don't think that this uh, motivation is sustainable. Like I really don't because once he sees how different this world is, it's going to change. Like it has to, right? I mean, he can't, how are you gonna stop Bruce Banner? Like I, I'm intrigued to see how far he can take this berserker, quote unquote, um, uh, storyline. You know, I mean, I, I trust, I trust Jeff Lumiere, but I'm not really sure how uh, far it's gonna work. How exactly, far this, this you know, gimmick. because at some point he's gonna, he's gonna. I mean, he becomes an extraordinary X-Man, so <laughs> you know, so at some point he's gonna be there, so.
0: So in five, so this arc right here is going to be one through four. And then five starts a brand new direction called Border Town. Of course, it's four.
1: That's a perfect length for a a graphic novel. Uh (laughs)
0: Uh-huh. And it really doesn't, it really doesn't, it's just still about time displaced old man Logan. So they're really going to keep the two books separate for now
1: which is fine. I mean the the Wolverine book in and itself was uh the original Wolverine book was solo for most of the time anyway. It was just
0: him going off doing stuff. So I love that when it first started, the very old, the very first.
1: Yeah, I I wasn't sure if it was going to last, you know, but that was one of the, that was a really long uh solo series. I mean, Wolverine's a strong character.
0: Yeah. Um, uh. We'll uh, see how I'll, Old Man Logan does, though. Yeah,
1: I mean it's not gonna last. Marvel's not in the business of having things last long term. They're they're in the business of letting it, you know, run for like at least four or five, maybe twelve issues. That way they can collect it. I mean, I'll be I'll be excited if we get twelve issues of Old Man Logan. Honestly, I doubt it. But, but, I, for, but it was good. It was good. I enjoyed it. I liked it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I, was, I was pleasantly surprised
0: by it. And I have to say, Sorrentino's art, I have been, I love Sorrentino's so art. So good. He is like J.H. Williams in the fact that they each bring non-traditional panels to pages. Like, it's not your average, you know, six or nine blocky panels. They're well thought out. And I enjoyed him on Green Arrow, and I am enjoying him on this. So he's one of those artists that I hope won't get poached.
1: I don't think he will. Why would he? Why would he?
0: Well, I'm glad DC. I'm glad that Marvel stole him from DC, though. Yeah. He's I been mean, has knocking out of the park.
1: The only thing I can think of him doing would be a creator-owned. That'd be a- awesome. At like Aftershock. That'd or, be awesome. I mean, not creator-owned, but doing something for a smaller studio. Yeah. But if he's getting work like old man Logan, he's not going to go anywhere. That's at least a- I don't think he is. Um, so the next book we're going to uh, review is another marvel title it's uncanny x-men sorry uncanny avengers i'm so used to saying that i was like wait a minute no Uh, i didn't read that one yet sorry it's uh uncanny avengers and it's called the uh bagalala job (laughs) the writers are jerry duggan Penciler is by the famous Carlos Pacheco. Famous. I love Carlos Pacheco's art. It's beautiful. Inkers was uh, Mariano Taibo uh, and Dave Mikas. Color artist was Richard Eisenhoff. And uh, letter and production
0: was VCs uh, Clayton Close. Cowles. Cowles. Thank you. I, when I saw that Pacheco was drawing this, I did a little dance, a little happy dance, and it is it harkens back to the way he used to pencil because he got kind of a new style. Um, and reading this, this I gonna I'm just gonna say I happen to like Stegman's art. I don't think Stegman's art fits this book so much. Really, I don't, and I huh. think Pacheco. I think if Pacheco could do a monthly book, I would. Be so happy to see him on here I do love I think Ryan Stegman Worked really well On Spider-Man With uh, Giuseppe Camicoli Yeah I would agree I think their styles Work so well together On a book like Spider-Man Where here I don't think Some of his work Some of his line work Works with some of these characters But we're not talking about that We are talking about This book Which has Gambit on the cover
1: Yep but I was excited.
0: What a great misdirection. What a great misdirection.
1: Um I thought the telepathic red skull was already taken care of. I was um surprised to see um
0: to see him. I was more surprised to see Sin. I thought she died. He's, yeah, or didn't she wasn't her face all burnt off? Yeah, she it was all burnt off and I thought she fell down. What was that? What was the Frankel now, whatever the crossover was or Kugel now? With the Red Skull's daughter. Was it the fear? Fear fear itself? Fearless? Uh, I don't know. It was something. But I know that she got her face all burnt down. Yeah, and off. then she fell down this giant hole. Yeah. Like I really thought she was gone. Well, and then she everyth- shows up here. Everything's all new again. I know.
1: Or maybe she's a cologne shit, I don't know.
0: <laughs> but what a great last page. Like yes. that was just the reveal was very, very cool. And the whole thing about the Red Skull wants to take down. Like he's still. After, Steve Rogers. Yeah, that's what he does. Still after him.
1: That's what he does. That's his mortal enemy. I loved it. You just don't. You have to do it. I Um, enjoyed this book a lot. I like seeing Johnny Storm. I like seeing the two them. (laughs) I thought the whole cable thing.
0: I'm over cable. Yeah, stupid arm.
1: he's like he is that bombshell that talks to him, and he's like, "I we're we're stuck here," and I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Really?" So now we have two cables running around. It's just. Two cables. Yeah, the other cables, Isn't there another
0: cable. No, it's him. No, there's different. There's a different cable. He came back from the future. What Comcast cable? I mean, I only know oh the one. Oh my God, you're killing me. So I gotta say, talking about Johnny Storm, I thought it was really funny in the casino when they're like, "Whoa, what are the Avengers gonna do?" You know, he's like, "Oh no, 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 no! I've concluded the Avengers business. I just got some pissed off mutants." So yeah. I, I was like, "I love it." I happen to like. Deadpool on the bike. Uh, yeah. That was funny. Like this book is actually coming together. The first arc, what was it? 4 issues, 3 issues? It was 4 issues. Mm-hmm. With the gardener uh, or yeah, something. Just that again. What a way to bring your story back. This I loved. Like five to me is ma- it, it, the book is progressing in a way I like.
1: Yeah, I like the characters. I like to get I like the I like the last page, which was quite different than how you liked the last page. In Spider Man, but this last page was really good. I'm I'm interested to see what they're doing with Red Skull because I thought that uh, Remender just used him way too much, and I was just like, ugh. So I really, so part of me is happy to see him back, but another part of me is just like, nope, I can't do it. You know, just I'm excited to
0: see where it goes. I was just I doesn't i talk a lot about artists we really love and the fact that pacheco surprisingly had no clue he was doing this and boom open it up and i'm like i know this artist made me very happy
1: Thank you again for tuning in and checking out the Geek Chat. We're here live every Monday from 6 to 7 on MixLR. If you miss an episode or any of our other episodes, you can check out um, this season and any other season that we've done before on SoundCloud. Search the Geek Chat. We're also on iTunes, Stitcher, Tumblr, and on Instagram. We are also on YouTube, But again, always search The Geek Chat. If you want to talk to Rich or myself, you can always uh, join the Facebook group, The Geek Chat. Always search The Geek Chat.
0: So, the next book that we're going to talk about is... So, we're going to take a little stroll down DC Universe. DC Lane? DC Lane. Um. So when Des was in on Wednesday, we talk about the books. We pick up books we want to you know, talk about. We really needed to check in. We noticed we had some, some Marvel books, a little bit too many Marvel books. And we a lot knew, of the Marvel books. <laughs> we knew we had to check in with DC. So we picked two books this week <laughs> to check in with because I stopped reading Green Lantern a long time ago. We're up to 49 issues. I don't think I've read the last 30, 20 or 30
1: I read it when he when it just came back right after Convergence, when he had the when he has the you know, gauntlet and the 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 trench coat. Yeah, I definitely stopped reading it for that. Yeah, I I read a couple issues of that.
0: You couldn't do it. No, I stopped. So Des and I were joking, we're like, okay, let's see what's going on because um in the DC universe, their big seven well Flash actually still looks like the Flash, but Superman was changed, and Wonder Woman was changed, and Batman was changed, and Aquaman was changed, and Green Lantern was changed. And we checked in, and I gotta tell you, I checked out.
1: We should have read Aquaman.
0: We should have read something else. And I know there are people out here listening to us that like this book, and I'm glad you do, because you should read what you like, and not go on the opinions of other people, except Des and I, because when we like a book, we love a book, and you should read it. This book to me... Uh, okay, so Green Lantern number forty-nine. It was written by Robert Venditti. Artist was Martin Cocholo for pages one through twenty-one, and then for some reason Billy Tan had to do page twenty-two. It wasn't even that impressive of a page, but for some reason he did. Uh, the inker was Mark Irwin. He did the inks for you know page twenty-two. The colorist is Tony Avanina, and the letterer was Dave Sharp. I wonder who inked 1 through 21. I wonder if the regular guy did. Martin. Hmm. Yeah. Put him back in a fucking uniform. Put him back in the Green Lantern Corps. This whole thing with a gauntlet and he's angry and he lashes out and he has no control over his emotions or his powers. And then Parallax is up in space. I no fucking clue what's going on.
1: It's hilarious. So even DC doesn't know what it's doing because we have Lois and Clark and the new 52 Superman and the close and Clark is from the pre uh, 52. Now we have Parallax, which is from pre 52 fighting Kyle Jordan and he does and he wants to stop Hal Jordan from destroying Coast City (sighs) like he did. It's bizarre, and the and the villain Sonar. I think it was great to see Sonar because too. we haven't seen him in a while. But Or they his, changed him? His motivation and having sonic bombs, and he wants the sovereign of his nation, Mokaira.
0: I read a whole comic about that, and I <laughs> so I did. I had no care to wiki what the hell was going on. Didn't care to look up anything. I just read it, and I was like. It was Let's a, hope a rebirth is, is needed for this because it was, it was I miss Hal Jordan being Hal Jordan Green Lantern
1: Yeah these it's like they went so left field with some of these you know iterate, new iterations of these characters it's like really he has the battery this, he has a gauntlet that houses the whole entirety of the green ba- battery that was on Oa and I'm like, okay. And he can't control his emotions, and that's why he kind of lashes out. And I'm like, I I guess the premise could be interesting, but just how it's being handled, I don't know. Just I don't know. It, this this book leaves me lack uh, wanting more from from this character, especially after you see what happened when Jeff Johns had it. I mean, it just he's really it's really had better days this is a, it was a rough book to get through <laughs> you know yeah it was and then the next book we're going to review oh reviews. my god so we always um we check in and i know some people uh, some of our listeners really like this book and they're, but they're, i'm glad they do again read what you like but this is another one that's been really
0: hard to get through so i stopped reading Batman and Robin Eternal, right off the bat. I was like, Des, go for it. You can review it. You can read it. And then he was like, well, it's on my pile. I'll get to it. But he never got to him. Uh, So the problem is it's got talent on this book. I don't understand. James Tinney IV and Scott Snyder did the story. Ed Bresson did the script. Scott Eaton did the pencils, which this did not look like Scott Eaton's art. Wayne Falcher did the inks. Alan Pasolacqua and Gabe El-Tiab did pages 17 through 20 colors. And Saidia Temofante did the letters. Um, Scott Snyder came on Batman when the relaunch happened. And Scott Snyder decided that he was going to tell a lost tale set in in the mystery that is the Batman. He gave us the Court of Owls. He gave us a, a story that this secret underground society wanted to make Gotham better, and they did it with these owls, the Talians. He brought... Did it with the what? I'm sorry? The Talons. Okay. Ha-ha. <laughs> uh, he brought something new to the table that made sense and it was refreshing so that's what i'm talking about when i want dc to give us new refreshing things this whole mother thing of how batman gets his new robins and that what's the blue haired chick's name bluebell uh harper harper roe was destined to be it and batman knew that Harper's parents were murdered and never said anything and now he wants nothing to do with her and she keeps trying. I feel like they're trying to do the Tim Drake. Remember when Tim wanted to be a Robin and proved he could be a Robin? I feel like that's what they're trying to do here. The whole thing with Nanny and the Orphan Maker, I mean Mother and David Kane and Cassandra, I just, I don't give two shits rewriting the history that you have in five years because you had 75 years of a great history and i think that's where snyder got it right with court of owls but me personally this whole mother shit does not work and i'm glad people like it and i'm i'm glad that they're trying to bring cassandra kane back and and david kane is in it but why'd you have to fuck with it, it was a perfect origin for her before because it's new ah it's new 52 it's new shitty too. You know what? I've been calling that for years. It's the new shitty too. It's
1: that. It's got that new Coke taste.
0: The one you want to spit out <laughs> your mouth.
1: I don't know. It's it's a rough book to get through. I'm I'm interested to see what's going to happen, but I'm more interested in
0: Harper Rowe's character. I don't care about Harper really? Rowe at all. Uh-uh. I like her. Uh-uh. Really? Why don't you like her? I don't care about her. I just, even when she made her debut before and all these appearances, and she's got this brother, and I just, I have nothing invested in this character. Well, I how don't about Cassandra care. Kane? Her, I love,
1: but you don't like her in this book because you you really like her old persona better, or well, her, that, not her persona, her
0: old history. How her old history was something really, really fucking cool in the fact of who she was. She didn't speak. And then I think the moments with Oracle really brought that character to life. Like, ah, yeah. oh, why do you got to screw with it so bad? That's why I just, I couldn't take it. I, you, you've had five years of Robins. You've had so many Robins. You don't give a shit to try to explain how that all happened, yet you're forcing another thing in Batman's past that makes no sense. They're trying to make fetch work. They're never going to make fetch work.
1: <laughs> okay. And on that note, we're going to shift gears away from D.C. Thank God. Um, and we're going to move to a new uh, number one uh, from uh, an indie publisher uh, who's been making Aftershocks. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the new uh the new comic book publisher is called aftershock and it really is like i like to think that this is image comics for writers you know don't you think that you know because it's like there's a whole bunch of writers that have jumped on and started this new um comic book company called aftershock and this is another one uh another writer that jumped onto it because it really seems like the writers are really pushing it. You know how image in the nineties was all about the artists and the artist style and this and that. And pouches. Pouches. And uh, big boobs. Lots and of pouches. And, um, and no spines. But in this and then a lot of the other aftershock books we have a lot of uh really talented writers that seem to be coming together under and this artists. umbrella. And artists. And artists too, you're right um but this one in particular is by a writer that I really enjoy uh Justin Jordan is the writer and creator and the first number one is Strayer um you might know Justin Jordan from the um uh the Luther Strode uh, series he did stained he did um, he did Dithestroad, he did Stain, he did a couple books from Marvel, I think, a while ago. Maybe it was DC. I really haven't kept up with his uh only with his indie work because he really his indie stuff is just really, really good. Um but yeah, so it's Strayer Number One by Justin Jordan, creator and writer. Uh Juan Gideon is the artist. Tamra villain. Bond villain. Awesome, right? What an awesome last name. Bond villain. Yeah. Tamra Bond villain is the colorist and rachel deering is uh the letterer um yeah and strayer is he's a happy-go-lucky guy who just happens to be super tall you know super buff and he has these kind of like look like brass knuckles that be that kind of morph into blades and he hunts um titans um, the Teen the, Titans? No, just because they suck so bad now. Just, he's
0: trying to take them all down. No, just oh. different Titans. Okay. Um,
1: so in in his world, there was a bygone golden age in which technology and magic and everything was 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 mostly technology was oh my God. was beautiful, and then and then there was a great fall, a great collapse. And um, dude, he's
0: telling the tale of DC Comics. S- stop it. <laughs> so time passed.
1: And you know humanity being what it is, uh, survived the and is now um, living in a in a basically a a dark future. And there are these um, there are these people who would who want to use the uh, the past technology for it for their own gain. And there's one, uh, the woman we meet wants to, um use this tech uh, try to find this technology in order to uh defeat the evil that is subjugating humanity and she's going to do this by any means necessary and she's going to use strayer um to do it great book really really good the art is solid um the action is good the pacing is good it's justin jordan book so it's 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 got a lot of stuff going on. Um, and he is one that is just knows how to write a quality book. This is it's really good. I'm looking forward to number two. Um, I don't want to give
0: too much away because what we spoil things,
1: I I know, but but it really is like a um, it you just got to read it. This is so good. This is really, really good. It's a really good book. Um, and the and the character is very likable and um there's future tech in it but it's set in a world that doesn't have future tech and how how Justin Jordan is kind of bridging the gap is really good it's just a very good very good
0: so you would recommend it for sure
1: um i think i would uh, out of out of all of the other stuff that's been coming out right now i really think um A lot of the stuff from um, AfterShock. AfterShock has been really, really good.
0: So I really enjoyed Replica, which is from AfterShock Comics again. Uh, The number three came out, and I just want to tell you a little bit about because we talked about the number one, which is a couple months ago. The the book is
1: really good by Paul Jenkins.
0: Got Paul Jenkins, creator and writer. Andy Clark, the artist. Dan Brown was the colorist. Clayton Cowles was the letterer. Um. Solid writer, solid artist. I got to tell you, I didn't know how I felt about this book. And the cover is so misleading. It's got two of the clones in bed with each other with the third um, – one of the officers. Yeah, his and partner. I was like, what? Yeah, that doesn't happen in the book no, at all. I was no, sad. No, no. So, but anyhow well, – but the was-
1: basis of the book is that you have a cop, only human cop, on a on a space station. And he – in the first issue, he goes – because he's overworked, he's tired, and he, wants he has to...
0: incompetent people around him.
1: Yes, yes, and his partner—he's the only cop. It's sort of like Babylon Five, <laughs> because everything's dirty on this station, and so he wanted to get a clone.
0: But there was a problem, and he has like a ton of clones running around. <laughs> and they t- and it's just like what Peter David did with Madrox, with each one of these clones is a different aspect of personality of him. Correct. And they all have numbers. On their foreheads. On their foreheads. And they all, some of them want their own names. This one, the number three, really, really gets into the story. And this is not written to be um, a four-issue mini arc for the trade. No, it's not. The story is just getting going in number three because you learn... Who exactly killed the? What was it? Uh, what are they called? Uh, when you go somewhere and assassination? No. If I go to China, I'm there. I'm the ambassador. Who killed one of the ambassadors? That's what it was about. So it's bigger than a bread box. Yes. Um, I loved it. I'm not going to tell you who did it because we really don't know. And they talk about having to go to bed with a princess and. It it was cute. And I absolutely love number forty eight. Forty eight is hot. Like he's just hot. But they all look the same. No, they don't. No. They each they are all getting their own facial hair. I, I know, I get facial it. Facial personalities.
1: Which I think is amazing that that Leonard Clark could do that. I yeah. mean he can he can honestly make the same person look different, just different enough so that you can that they have their own personality. But they look just the same. Yeah. I mean, just to be able to have that, that the, the artistic chops to be able to do that.
0: Thank you. I wanted to bring that up. We, it's really cool. There are certain artists that are employed by mainstream comic books that cannot pull this level of art out. And this is in a small indie up-and-coming publishing company. So... Hats off to everyone in that book because it is a great book. And I'll tell you, if you are a trade waiter, um, this is definitely going to be one of the books, that whatever, that we are going to recommend. Because if you're looking for something new, Replica will be one of the books, definitely.
1: I agree 100%. Um, Aftershock is definitely
0: a, um, it's a company to watch. I agree. If they keep putting out stuff like this, insects, I know you didn't, a lot of people don't care for insects because of the themes of the bugs and everything, and I don't really like bugs, but I love that book. It's such a good book, and now we've got Strayer and Replica, and there's a, in the back of Replica, number three, is a book coming out called Second Sight, and I'm really looking forward to that book. bizarre as hell. Because it is... It's Some got a guy, shit right there. yeah, in like this plastic or uh, rubber or leather. We don't know what it is. Almost looks like the bondage suit that was in. Um, That's
1: a lot of fetish gear. It was very scary. Edward like.
0: Scissorhands, kind of. Yeah, and this guy can, from what I understand, see into you and see these demons. So cannot wait wait to read that.
1: It's very, 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 very weird looking
0: book. So our last book we're going to talk about is called Kennel Block Blues. From Boom Studios, this book is like you just did a hit of acid and read a comic book, even though you, you don't do drugs. So it's written by Ryan Farrier, illustrated amazingly by Daniel Bayliss, colored and again, amazing colors by Adam Metcalf, and lettered by Colin Bell. All four of these people brought their A-game to this book because the colors the panel layouts, the writing, just crazy, crazy good. It is about, it's set in a dog-cat world. They're all anamorphic, anthropomorphic uh, animals. As we know. We don't know if there are humans. Oh, my God. That's what I'm, so anyhow, it's about this dog who goes to he's Jackson a, he's State. A humanoid dog. He's a humanoid dog. He's
1: like a boxer, a black and white boxer.
0: Yeah. And he goes to Jackson State Kennel. Um, the funny thing is when you open it up, it's like a freaking Disney, like a Disney comic book. Yeah. It's bright colors. You can tell they're singing. He's singing along. And then you turn the page and it turns to stark gray, very, very depressing tones of color. And the book continues that way. It, it crosses the line between reality and fantasy all in this guy's head, or so we think. Like I really don't know what to think. When I was done with this, I'm like, I can't wait to read the number two. The book has killer cats in it. It's got a bunny with half its face off because it was at a lab. It's got just just the craziness of yeah, this book. The,
1: it seems like the dogs, the dogs were in charge of the uh, of the of the, the prison. prison of the prison until the cats secretly um got their alpha the dog's alpha who was their leader thrown into solitary confinement and so he's been just like left there to rot and so now the cats are in charge and so the dogs live in fear and what i thought was interesting is the female dogs and the male dogs It's it's a general population, so there are no like female dog prisons or male dog prisons. It's all segregated. So one our main guy, um, what's the guy's the main dog's name? His name was Jack. It's really bizarre. Yeah, because he's a terrier. He's like a Jack Russell terrier. Yeah, Jackson. Yeah. So and he's crazy. Like he literally, I don't know if it's how he. So he basically sees things. As an animated cartoon, so in his mind, when one of the people is getting shanked, one of the dogs or the cats is getting shanked in the neck, mm-hmm. he's pulling out candy. Like candy is flying everywhere. It's like candy coated. You know, the blood is candy, and he's like, everything is great, yay! And and it's just. Oh, his name is Oliver. Oliver, so it's Oliver. Okay, but just him, him. His thought process and and how he processes the world around him is just weird. Like, I don't know what's going on with this character. Uh, It's it's
0: weird. I don't know, but the fight scenes are crazy because it floats in and out. You know what I was thinking? Yeah. It's almost like that Roger Rabbit movie when they went into the cartoon world and when the cartoon world was bleeding out at the end into the real world. Yeah. That is what this book is like because, like you said, you're getting – there's a fight scene in the prison yard and y- you just see it all in
1: day glow colors. Yeah, because it looks like an old – and and, and the, how he sees the world is in an old Looney Tunes uh, – it's in an old Looney Tunes
0: cartoon. So he's just really crazy. But the ending makes you think that he can see other things because in the ending – one of the fellow dogs gets abducted by these dark black hands and everyone else is running because of the guards. And Oliver's like, you you saw that, right? And I'm like, I cannot wait for the number two.
1: Yeah, something is going on with Oliver and maybe he has an inner demon that's making him see this way because he doesn't want to live in the world. The real world. Like, because... How did he get in there? Like that's the thing that's happening. It's like, how it did yet. Oliver get into the kennel? like, and that's something that it's not talked about mm. at all. And now we see these dark hands pulling yeah. pulling at him. I don't know. it's just the the book is just bizarre, and it's by boom studios, and I, so I'm so used to like boom box where it's nope. all like, you know, yay, nope. um. You know, it's all like Steven Universe and all sorts of, nope, this is an adult book with adult themes about psychotic dogs. In jail. And psychotic dogs and, cats. you know, criminal cats. It's very, very interesting. So I highly, highly suggest that you, uh, that you definitely check it out because it is really worth it.
0: And I have an update just so you know that Sin was last seen in The Fearless, The Fear Itself.
1: And as always, a special thank you to our sponsors, because without them, we really wouldn't have a show. So i want to give a special thanks to Club Card Printing. They're the ones that help us do all of the fantastical prints that you see in our palm cards. And if we ever do posters, we're going to get them done there. So if you're in the San Francisco area or if you have a computer,
0: check out clubcardprinting.com. We also want to thank Gene Gilmet. He does all the amazing artwork for the show. You can check them out at rltpress.com.
1: Yes, Gene, I, I, and I don't take it personally that Rich is always trying to kill me. So <laughs> also want to give a special thanks to Terry Miller. She is the mistress of the mix board and makes all those lovely sounds that you hear uh, during the Geek Chat. Also, want to give a special thanks to our major sponsor, Whatever Comics,
0: located at 548 Castro Street in San Francisco, located between 18th and 19th. Check us out online at whateverstoreonline.com and on Facebook under Whatever Store. So, again, everybody, thank you so
1: much uh, for taking the time to listen to our, our little podcast. We do this uh, every week, every Monday, six to seven live for you. So you can come in, you can chat with us, you can talk talk with us on Mixlr, or you can go to the uh, Facebook group,
0: the Geek Chat.
1: Always search the Geek Chat.
0: Hey, it's been fun.
1: It has definitely been fun, and uh, like Rich was saying earlier, we have a ton of stuff coming for you, so stay tuned. Okay. Bye. So, Bye. Bye. <laughs> King shark King shark King shark King shark